Hi there. It's been a while since I've done a podcast. Let's be honest, this is not something I find very easy to to do. Um, yeah, I do prefer to share what God's talking to me about through my blog and write it down. Um, but um, I felt that this particular message was better shared on a podcast. So yeah, here I am, operating out of my comfort zone, stretching myself a bit. But hopefully um, you will be encouraged and find this um, message helpful um, and beneficial. Yeah, so I've entitled it New Wine and Old Wineskins. And um, it's based on a couple of dreams I had the other night, um, a few nights ago. And the first dream was about my friend's house. And we were getting ready to go out somewhere. And I wanted to use the shower. And the shower wasn't working properly. Um, kind of, yeah, it was the water wasn't coming out properly. It was just broken. You know, it wasn't functioning properly. And... Um, in fact, as I kind of looked back on that house, there was a, I kind of got the impression that, you know, it needed a bit of TLC, that there were a few things that weren't working properly. It was a bit run down. Yeah, so that was the first dream. And then the second dream, um, it was about two houses. And I got the impression that the houses belonged to me and my husband. And the first house was our own private home where we lived. And then the sec, and that was fine. And then the second house, which is a house that we wanted to actually rent out. And um, I think for some reason I felt we were wanting to rent it out to students. Anyway, we wanted to rent this house out, but it was also very run down. It was old and, um, yeah, not in a good repair, um, not in a good state. And I remember saying to Rob in this dream that um, maybe we should just pull up the carpet, you know, because um, it was all ugly and sophie and yeah not so nice so i said well why don't we pull up that carpet and we can tile it and then you know it will help improve you know the state of the house and um uh, my husband replied no no we're not going to go to that effort it's too much effort it's going to cost too much now we'll just rent it out as is you know <laughs> anyway so as i said the fact that i paid attention to these dreams um was the was because they were about both about houses needing renovation. So I asked God, you know, what um, was there something significant about these dreams? And I felt he gave me the following verses, which I'm going to read out to you now. And it's, um, I actually read these verses in a few of the Gospels and um, decided to share the version from Luke because of the last verse in, um, that, in this version, um, which I felt, stood out for me and was worth sharing anyway okay so it's from luke 5 and it's 33 to 39 and it goes like this they said to him well, it's talking about the pharisees they said to him john's disciples often fast and pray and so do the disciples of the pharisees but yours go on eating and drinking jesus answered can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while he is with them but the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. In those days they will fast. He told them this parable. No one tears out of a new garment um, to, uh, to patch an old one. Otherwise they will have torn the new garment and the patch from the new one will not match the old. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise the new wine will burst the skins. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, new wine must be poured into new wineskins. And then this last verse, which kind of stood out for me. 
And no one after drinking old wine wants the new, for they say the old is better. I'll talk a bit more about that verse later on. But um, to get back to the dreams. So I felt that God had highlighted these particular verses because they kind of related to what was happening in the dreams. And what I felt that the, these old houses that needed renovation symbolized was the old wineskins, so to speak. And um, that in the first dream, that house symbol, um, represented us as individuals and um, uh, symbolized where we are at at the moment. And that there are things perhaps in our lives that require adjusting or fixing or changing um, in order for us to be functioning more effectively. Like that house, you know, it doesn't work properly. Things don't function effectively because the things are, you know, are broken and need fixing and so on. Sometimes in our lives as well, there are things that need adjusting in order for us to be used more effectively by God. And um, this message is actually something that God's actually been speaking to me over the last few years. It's not something that's really new for me. And um, I have had to make adjustments. And I have to say that um, in making those adjustments, it was quite hard to make those adjustments. You know, I was very much... Um, like what that last verse where it says, you know, drinking, you know, you, they prefer drinking the old wine because they say the old is better. You know, I was hanging on to those certain things in my life that I didn't want to let go because I felt they were better. And um, God eventually, I felt that he was, he said to me, you, right, enough is enough. You have got to lay this thing down. And um, so I did, but it was, Something that he'd been talking to me for a while and I had been resisting um, letting go. Because you know what, it was something that I'd almost tied up my identity into. And um, I think so often when we do that, we tie our identity into things in our lives, we find it very hard to let them go. So it took me quite a while to let this thing in my life go, this area in my life go, and to lay it down. Um, but I have to be honest that once I did, it was almost like, the flow from me to God just opened up. You know, I, I kind of got the impression or like a picture of, um, you know, your, your arteries and, you know, you get cholesterol and the cholesterol slows down the blood flow in your arteries or veins and it kind of can, can clog up that flow. And that's what that thing did to me. It, you know, God could still speak to me. I could still hear him. But it was like there was this cholesterol that got in the way that, prevented the flow from being as free as it could and it was amazing how when I did lay it down and I did release it that that flow between me and God seemed to open up and I just seemed to hear more frequently seemed to hear more clearly it really did make a difference in my relationship with him but I have to be honest it was hard to let go and even now I still battle sometimes to remind myself no you've got to it laid down don't try and pick it up again because you'll just um you know reintroduce the cholesterol so to speak into your system again so i can understand that last verse where people will say no you know we want to keep drinking the old wine because they they kind of tie up their identity so much in that thing and it, it, it's hard to let go but i do know that even though it requires a lot of effort um, on our part, a lot of self-sacrifice, it is definitely worth it. I can speak from experience. So, yeah. Um, so, with regards to that first dream, if 
I think it's, it's, it's important that we do look at our lives and see if there is anything in us that um, needs to be let go or changed or adjusted so that God can work more effectively in our lives. This is, you know, this is a time to do it. And, um, you know, transformation is something that's ongoing, you know. Um, I don't think it ever stops. I think it's a process. So it is always happening. And, and so I think we constantly need to be sort of asking ourselves, okay, God, what, what needs adjusting? What is, is there anything in me? Um, I actually think of that verse where it talks about, um, it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Um, try me and know my thoughts and see if there's any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I think that's, that's a verse we sort of should be constantly asking ourselves so that, you know, we're always on par with where God wants us to be and, and trying our best to do his will. And I think it's just, yeah, it's something that we, we need to be doing continually. It's not something that we can say we've, you know, we've done and finished and now we're at the place where we need to be. I think it, there's always adjustments that need to be made. It's like an ongoing process. Anyway, so that is to do with the first house. Um, the second, second dream, where um, the house was um, being rented out, I felt that house represented the greater church. And um, I got a sense that the thing that um, the renovations that needed to be done were to do with practices that we have adopted into the church. Um, let me explain that a bit. And the reason why I, I'm focusing on the practices is because at the beginning of those verses, um, there's that talk about fasting where um, the Pharisees are like accusing Jesus and saying, you know, how come your disciples are not fasting, you know? And Jesus says, well, they're not fasting because I'm still here. And what I felt the point that Jesus was trying to make to the people who were challenging about that was that the practice of fasting um, is not as important as the reason behind it, the principle behind it. And what had happened is that those people had got hung up on the practice rather than the heart or the, I would call it like the core value or principle behind the fasting, which is to be, to draw closer to, to God. That's, I think, the essence of why we fast. We want to draw close to God. We want to know what he wants us to do and that sort of thing. And in this particular instance, Jesus was still there. So he's saying, they don't actually need to fast yet because I'm still here. They can ask me directly, you know, what, what to do and so on. So the relationship, we are close. We are here. You know, I'm right here with them. But um, when I leave, then will be time for fasting. The time for fasting will be needed because then they will need to, um, you know, draw near to me um, because I'm no longer there in person. So, yeah. Um, so in relation to the church and its practices, I feel sometimes we um, get hung up on the practices. So what happens is that there are godly principles and we work out those godly principles or we demonstrate those godly principles through what we do, through the practices that we adopt. Um, and sometimes we get stuck in those practices. And um, just to give you an example We've been going through this pandemic and um, what it's done is it's actually really disrupted some of our church practices. Okay, um, And a big one that's been disrupted has been our Sunday service because we haven't been able to have those as frequently. Now, the principle behind the Sunday service is the gathering of the believers, sharing of the word, praying and worship 
and all that sort of thing. Okay, so there are a few principles that are being worked out in that Sunday service. But we need to be careful that we don't get hung up on the practice of the Sunday service as, you know, maybe the main way or the most important way of working out those principles. Because then we get stuck in, on that particular practice and we can't see, you know, when, when suddenly we can't do it that way, um, we can't um, work out those principles that way, we kind of, yeah, we, 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 we don't know what to do then. It feels almost like, you know, we've kind of can't, we can't now um, worship and we can't um, uh, gather with as believers and we can't, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but actually, what it, all it means is that we need to now look for other ways, other methods of how to work out those principles. And I think that's what um, this pandemic has done. It's actually forced us to look for other ways in which to connect with the believers, other ways in which to share the word, other ways in which to worship God, um, which I think is important because if we get stuck in a particular practice, it can actually prevent us from being as effective as we could be. Now, I'm not saying we must throw out the, the Sunday service, not at all. But what I'm saying is we must be careful that we don't make it the most important way of working out particular um, godly principles. Um, as many people as we are, there are as many diverse thoughts and um, ideas and how we can actually work out um, God's various practices and principles and values. Yeah, so it's about not getting stuck on, um, on the practice. Um, and another one I just want to mention here is the, the principle of worship. All right. Now, worship is about surrendering our will to God. All right. And, um, you know, I think often when we think, hear that word worship, our default setting is to think of singing and music. Yeah, that is how we, we picture what worship's all about. But it's not. It's so much more than that. And the thing is, we, we've got to be careful, once again, like I said, to get stuck on a particular, in that case, it's a particular like medium of worship or a particular way in which we worship God. It's also a practice, I guess. Um, yeah, of using music and singing as a means of worshiping God and, and, and seeing worship only in terms of that um, because worship is so much more. And in fact, it talks about um, it in Romans where it talks about offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. That is what true, wor um, what true worship is. So, you know, we need to be careful that we don't get hung up on those practices because it prevents us from being effective and um, actually unpacking God's principles and um, on a more deeper level. So that's what I felt um, the second dream was uh, symbolic of or signif signifying was um, the church as a greater whole to be, not be caught up on any particular practices. Um, and um, just another comment to make about <clears throat> uh, the wineskins. Um, now, obviously they say that if you try and pour new wine into old wineskins, the old wineskins will break. So it's better to pour it into new wineskins, pour it into new wineskins. And the thing with new wineskins, which also just struck me, is that new wineskins are soft and flexible. And so when you're pouring the wine into them, they can expand. And I felt that was important because so often God reveals himself to us, reveals his nature, reveals his character, reveals his principles to us or his values. We need to be prepared to sort of build on what we, we know, you know, and that wineskin kind of being able to expand as God reveals more and more of himself, 
a, a deeper understanding into the principles and values that he holds. You know, whereas if it's an old wineskin, we can't do that. Um, if I can give an example of how um, we can develop our understanding more deeply about a particular principle that God has. Um, looking at the principle of generosity. All right. Now, so often people get stuck on generosity just being about tithing. And the thing is, tithing's good and we must do it, but it's almost like tithing is the starting point of what it means to understand what it is to be generous. Yeah, it's like the entry level um, <laughs> for, for what being generous is all about. And in fact, if you look into the New Testament, there's, I don't know, if there's even much said about actual tithing, the focus is being more on giving until it hurts. And then Jesus tells that story of the widow where she gives everything that she has. You know, generosity is not just ticking the box to say that we've tithed. It's, it's giving offerings. It's giving until it hurts. It's giving everything we have. You know, it's sacrificial. And the problem is if we are stuck with our old wineskins, we are incapable of stretching and expanding so that we can get that deeper revelation of what something like a, a principle like um, generosity is all about. And so that's why it's also important to be... Um, uh, making sure that we are um, changing the vessel that is receptive to what God is going to be pouring into our lives. And um, yeah, just to end off, um, God wants to do something new in our lives. I think there's always seasons that we, new seasons that we are walking into. And I just felt at this time to share this with you because I feel that we're going into a new season and having had this pandemic and in South Africa, we've had a lot of disruptive, um, like with the riots and looting, there's all these factors. There's been um, the, the race movement and there's been the movement, um, uh, gender-based movements. And there's all these things happening, all these disruptions happening. And they unsettle us. They unsettle our status quo, which we need to see as something positive. Um, I remember hearing someone saying that disruption is actually a gift because it, it gets us to rethink and reset. And often I think we, need, we, only, um, we only actually pay attention to what God's trying to say to us when we've been through a crisis, when we're going through a hard time. So sometimes I think these disruptions and these, uh, yeah, these difficult times that we go through are God's way of almost like, um, drawing our attention back to him, you know, and paying attention to what he's actually trying to say to us. And um, as I said, transformation is a continuous process, but sometimes we're only prepared to make the changes once we've gone through a crisis. Because suddenly we're thinking, okay, <laughs> we're now listening, God. What exactly are you trying to say to us? So that's why I thought this was quite an important message to share now, because we have been coming through all these disruptive times. And I do feel God is wanting to pour his new wine into our lives, into our lives on an individual um, capacity and also as a, as a, as a, as a bigger church. Um, and in order to do that effectively, he needs us to make, to make sure that our wineskin is new, that our, the vessel in which we are going to be receiving God's new thing is is new and it's been renovated and it's been um, made, um, yeah, it's, it's been prepared so that God can use it more effectively. So, um, yeah, I hope that um, was something that encouraged you. Um, 
and also perhaps made you think about where maybe you need to make adjustments. Um, but yeah, um, I think the important thing is to to focus on the fact that God is wanting to make something new in our lives. He's wanting to pour His Spirit into us. He is He is there. He's been there through all these disruptions and through all these things, and He's ready to to use us. And yeah, we just need to be obedient to His will and um, necessary to make those adjustments in order to be used by Him more effectively.